All right, everybody, welcome back to Around the Fifth Line. This is our first episode, our first show. So I am joined by Sarah, Jason, Fire the Cannon. We've got Dave, which is the screwed beard guy. Uh, Christian, CJ Watkins. I just found out he was born in 95. So I was 14 when he was born. And, and, and what I've learned tonight between some of you is the hardships that you claim on Twitter about, oh, it's been so hard to be a Blue Jackets fan. Some of you were six when this started. You don't remember the hard times. You've got like five years under your belt. You remember it was good, and then it got bad really quickly. That's what I feel like you guys remember. But some of you, I know Jason's been around. Some of you have been around for a long time. But uh, it's great to have you guys here. If you guys want to support our channel, you can find us on YouTube at Around the Fifth Line. You can also find us on Twitter at Around the Fifth underscore because line was one too many characters. I couldn't use the full word. So we're excited to have you guys here. And with that being said, we are going to jump in to our first topic tonight. If you guys don't know how the show works, we are basically ripping off around the horn. It's just going to be Blue Jacket style. First topic, the lottery, the draft lottery. We all know what happened. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Sarah, we're going to go with you. Thoughts on whether the NHL lottery should be more like the NBA or NFL or just kind of do you like how it is now? Um, I personally like the NBA lottery best because that's when the bottom four teams are equal, right? They all have the same percent, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I like that the best just because bottom four teams, you know, they can't, can they can all try and tank, but they still have the same percentage of winning a first pick. Um, NFL, I don't know how that goes. What is that? That's just standings. How they so, finish, so you could tank to get the first pick. first pick. Okay, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like that, and I don't like the NHL lottery either. So I think personally, I like the NBA lottery the best. All right, scoreboard guy, Mr. Dave, your thoughts. I I totally agree with Sarah on that. Um, it the way the NHL lottery is, it's I mean the reason we have the lottery is to avoid tanking, but at the end of the day, if you still finish last, you have the best odds. Granted, it didn't work out this year for Anaheim. But in a way, it almost still promotes tanking, which is the point of a lottery, is to get rid of that. Yeah. So I think you go to the, the NBA format where it's the, the worst three or four teams, like Sarah said, um, have the same odds, and there's no reason no reason not to. All right, Christian, your thoughts? No. Uh-uh. Worst place team, first overall pick. Players don't tank. GMs might try to tank. Uh, any Anyone... The first round doesn't really matter in the first place. Some players that get drafted in the second, third, fourth, fifth round, uh, they, there are, some of them can be impact players. It's all about how you develop players. Uh, I have a real quick list. Uh, Lundquist wasn't a first-round pick. Uh, Ajo, Kaprizov, Quick, Rene, Marshans, none of those guys were first-round picks. That's really the only round that gets affected by the, uh, the draft lottery. Listen, somebody came to play. He's got notes. You guys are in trouble. Jason, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the NHL ripped off the NBA uh, with their um, with their lottery procedures. I mean, there's a conspiracy theory that uh, Bettman wants to be Daniel Stern from the NBA, and so that's why he ripped everything off. I'm okay with the whole bottom three, same percentage. I mean, that 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 works for me. But I'm I also like the NFL too. I mean, I mean, teams like like Christian said, players don't tank, right? the GMs and all the, you know, those guys tank. 
just line them up one through thirty-two. If you finish dead last, get the number one pick. Uh, whatever happens at the end is eighty-two games. You have eighty-two games to get it wrong, so you're bound to get it wrong. All right, that brings us to our next topic. You know, something I never didn't hear any of you suggest, but I've always thought that a bottom four would be really cool at the end of the year to have a single elimination tournament and the winner gets the number one pick. So no one, no one wants to jump on that like idea, that. but it would be really like, interesting. I like, that. I like that idea. The problem is, is that you got to play, you got to pay the players, right? And no one wants to do that. And someone can get injured just that you're mm. playing for the top pick. It kind of gets weird. So, but it would be really cool for the fans. I think number I'll two, <laughs> we're moving on the lottery blunder. So I, I believe all of you were at the watch party, right? Does the NHL or ESPN owe the Columbus Blue Jackets and their fans an apology? And there is our first change in the order, with Columbus dropping to third. So now either Anaheim or Chicago will select first overall. And not a lot of coverage for you guys, right? I mean, they showed a lot of Chicago and Anaheim because they kept it down to the last two. So we'll go over to Dave. What do you think? Yeah, um, honestly, it's I know there's been a little bit of a debate of... You know, who was really in charge of the broadcast? Was it ES- ESPN? Was it NHL Network? Who was it? Um, the NHL is a league. I would say no. They don't owe anybody apology. Uh, but I would say NHL Network or ESPN, whoever it is that was in charge of that, the blunder, um, does. Um, you know, luckily at the watch party, we didn't hear it. Uh, because they cut away before <laughs> before it happened. They they had the commercial show, and so they shut the video off. Um, but, you know, it did kind of ruin the moment for us because everybody found out. It was all – everybody got texts. Everybody got tweets. Everybody heard about it. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, I think that another apology that needs to be made is possibly Chelios, if you think about it. I know that he was kind of caught up in the moment, whether or not you want to – want to pull a uh an apology out of him too it can go either way i get what he was saying but at the same time got to put a little respect on columbus i'll give you a point there but i think i think that's stretching it a little bit because i think people are taking that too personal he was just jipping back and forth with the broadcast i think if you were watching the overall playoffs i think you can kind of chalk that up too it was just friendly banter back and forth you know so um but 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 just recognize it bring it up i'll throw a point your way uh christian what do you think does the nhl or espn owe the blue jackets and their fans an apology uh no they don't owe anybody anything uh blue jackets need to earn their respect uh i haven't been a fan as long as some of these guys have like i said i'm I'm the youngest one of the bunch i think except maybe one of y'all is younger than me um does it suck absolutely uh, everyone talks about conspiracies about was it rigged, was it not rigged. Get rid of the lottery in, in, entirely. Um, worst place team gets the first overall pick. Or if you want to, uh, just do the uh, the lottery live. That way there's no conspiracy. We all know how it plays out. All right, Jason, your thoughts? Um, I, I think, no, they don't owe anyone an apology. I mean, we all know ESPN hates Columbus anyway. I mean, and I'm not talking about the Blue Jackets. I'm talking about Ohio State. I'm talking about the Blue Jackets, the crew, anybody. I mean, they sued Ohio State in 2010, okay? So let's let's be honest, right? Um, but if anything, I think the NHL is probably rained down on ESPN and said, look what you did. Look what you did. You, you, you're, now you're, you're flaming the, the fire of conspiracies because you couldn't get your stuff together absolutely sarah bring us home here i'm just gonna disagree with everyone because i like to disagree so i say yes oh columbus an apology 
Um, I just feel like Columbus always gets shit on by everyone. And so, I don't know, I think it's just time that Columbus stands out and it's an awesome city. Everyone knows that. Um, it, it was just the vibe totally got shot at the watch party. We were all super, super excited when they announced San Jose at fourth. Like we, the place went nuts. And then we all told each other that stay off your phones, stay off your phones, stay off your phones, don't get on Twitter. And someone couldn't help themselves, got on Twitter. And saw what happened and totally killed the vibe. Was that someone in the show? Just kidding. It's that way. That, <laughs> that way. way. That way. Oh, wow. Jason, are you getting called out? Yeah, okay. Listen, the screen went black. It was off for five minutes. They don't go to commercial for five minutes. So, they of course. Asked, listen, they I, asked you to do one thing stay off Twitter. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there, and then who, who, who turns around and looks at me and does this? <laughs> wait, who was that? Oh, wait a minute. Other way. Right <laughs> Sarah? So, oh, I, yeah. stayed off, I was off Twitter. I was off Twitter. I actually got a, I got a you text message. You were on your message. phone. Listen, you're both I losing, you you're both losing points. You're, losing, you're both losing <laughs> yeah. points. Here we go. Round three. We'll kick it off. Jason, you go first. Cup prediction. Who is your cup winner and why? Um, I chose, well, originally I chose Boston, Colorado. Well, that worked out well. That didn't work out well at all. Um, after everything shuffled out, I'm going, um, Carolina and Edmonton. That's my final answer. Um, I, that'd be honestly a hell of a matchup. Uh, Carolina and Edmonton, you got Edmonton's high powered offense and their 9,000 percentage power play. And then you got Carolina who can beat anyone. Just who do you have winning? Um, I'm going. To, I'm rocking with Carolina. Go Canes. Gotcha, Sarah. Your choice. Uh, I'm going with Dallas. I think they deserve it. They also have some really good-looking players on the team. Listen, you get points when you. I live in Dallas now, so you know she's smart. Did you say they have good-looking players on the team? Oh my God, Tyler Sagan, <laughs> Amy Ben. Who's your who's your favorite player on Dallas? Max Domi. <laughs> Max Domi. <laughs> hey, he's turned no, up. It's for sure Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan. All right, Christian. Have you seen him, have you seen him uh, in his the nude picture? We need him? a mute button. <laughs> Christian. No, I, I, have I have Carolina over Edmonton in six. Um, as the uh, a previous resident of North Carolina, uh, I've been to plenty of Hurricanes games, and uh, uh, I remember uh, 06 when they won against Edmonton. Uh, I'm looking to see that again, and they actually have their 25th anniversary jersey, which is the exact same uh, as they wore in 06. So, um, look, you got to think, all, uh, uh, Carolina has the best offense right now. They have the best defensive core in the league. Their goaltending's okay, but it's been good when needed, uh, and that Ajo hasn't scored a goal uh, Sveshnikov is out for the playoffs, and Tara Vinen had a hand injury. He won't be back until the start of next round. So they haven't even gotten started with their offensive weapons. Listen, I told you guys, Christian came to play. Dave. Jeez. I'm, I'm scared of him, man. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going, you know, I'm going to go with Florida and Dallas in the, in the championship and Stanley Cup finals. Uh, going with Florida over Dallas. I'm sorry for you, you Dallas resident, but, um, you know, Playoff Bob hasn't showed up yet, and I don't think if he showed up showed up this far, I don't think he's going to. 
I know that that's that's a tough thing to hear for the Columbus fans, but um, it's you know, tough I'm going, but true. I'm going. I'm going. Ice Cats. They're going to go seven games against Dallas, but they're going to they're going to pull it out after seven. All right, moving on. We've got buy or sell coming up right now. So for those that don't know, buy or sell for from around the horn. You just kind of, we're going to give you a topic. And if you buy into what we're saying, you're going to say you buy. If you sell it, you don't agree with it. You're going to say sell. So we will start with Christian first. Veteran coaches for Columbus. A lot of people with them trying to hire a head coach. A lot of people, a lot of talk on Twitter, obviously. No one seems to agree. So buy or sell, Columbus must hire a high profile veteran coach. Buy, buy, buy. Like it's the GameStop uh, stock. You, You need to buy this as quickly as you can. Uh, the last few coaches that Columbus has had, Larson, uh, below NHL 500, missed the playoffs. Ports, above NHL 500, playoff appearances. Uh, Todd Richards, uh, he was about 500, but playoff appearances. Uh, Arneal, nobody remembers that guy, no playoff appearances. And Ken Hitchcock, uh, decent enough coach, playoff appearances, didn't make any wins, but hey, made the postseason. Uh, the only thing out of those coaches that you know are the big names, postseason appearances. And who do you have in mind? I would like Peter Laviolette. Um, of course, I know Gerard Gallant is kind of the big name on campus. He was a previous coach. Uh, but now with uh, all the weapons we have, as well as uh, this third overall pick, uh, we could do some damage next season. All right, Jason. Buy or sell, Columbus must hire a high-profile veteran coach. Uh, I'm going to sell that. I mean, listen, we've seen these same old coaches time and time and time and time again, right? You, what happened you, if you, if you get a nail in your tire at a certain, just a certain part of the tire, you can plug it, right? And then eventually it's going to get worn out again and you, you lost it. Um, it's the same over and over again with these retread coaches. Um, I'm, I'm okay with having that. Gallant, I don't know. I mean, he was, he's been here since, he was here since day one and, you know, he, he, I don't know. For all accounts, they turned him down. Why would he come back this time? Um, I'm okay with Just because we say high profile doesn't mean it has to be a retread. It could be uh, the name of the – who's that Finnish coach? Uh, the the na- Finnish national team. Yuka Jokinen or something like that. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic coach. He's never played in the – he's never been a coach in the NHL, um, but he is a high-name coach uh, with a winning pedigree. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm okay with, um, I know they're talking, you know, there's rumors out there about Yano wants to keep Vincent on. Uh, there's the, uh, the kid, or I'm sorry, the kid, the guy that just won the NCAA title up at uh, Quinnipiac. So I don't, I'm not on board with, you have to have a high profile coach. Um, those guys have a very short shelf life. Let's be honest, two, three years. I want to, I want a coach that's going to come in and teach these kids how to play the right way. Um, bringing the Quinnipiac coach in, I mean, he, he that's what he did, right? That's what he's done for the last bunch of years as coach kids. And I mean, look at our look at the look at the roster. I mean, they're all 24 and under, you know what I mean? So, I think somebody like that would be better than bringing in a Galat, a hardhead, you know, uh, a Laviolette who's been here forever, or you know, God forbid, Bruce Boudreaux or whoever else. So, um, keep those guys far away from my team as far as I'm concerned. All right, Sarah, what are your thoughts on this? Buy or sell. Oh, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to go with I on this one. Um, I think we definitely need a veteran coach, not someone who is new and has never been a head coach before. Um, I'm I'm torn on this one, but 
I think we also need someone that can get through the younger kids' heads and can teach them and teach them. And I personally think high profile, not necessarily high profile, I'd say more of a veteran coach who um, knows how to, to teach the younger ones. And Dave, what do you think here? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going going uh, sell on this one. I don't think there's any reason to look for a high profile veteran guy. Um, you know, like the other guy said, you know, you got Gallant, you got Suter available, Laviolette. They're big names, but you know, I think that with the team that we've got right now, they need to start looking at either someone from OHL, CHL, NCAA. Uh, you know, Jason said that Quinnipiac coach, look into them, look at guys that can develop young players who can connect with young players. Um, you know, it scares me that, um, Yarmo, it was either yesterday or today said on 97 one that, um, that Vincent is a candidate to replace him. And I, I, that's the last thing I want them to do. We, we tried, you know, promoting from within and it didn't work. I think that we need to just clean house, start fresh start with somebody young and, you know, try and find the guy who's going to be here for, for 10 years. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I'm, I'm not, not trying to have another coaching, coaching change in a year or two, you know? All right. It's not just head coach either. It's goaltending coach as well. Listen, we need a mute button for Christian. He had his turn to <laughs> yeah. talk. He had his turn to talk. And now he's trying to steal the thunder from everyone. Listen to him. Look at him. Oh. Listen, you know, I'm surprised no one, no one wants to throw out this name. How come no one mentions Jared Bull? If you're going to stay within and you want to go young, why not give that guy a crack? Apparently the, the players say he's a hard coach. So, yeah, you know, just, just throwing it out there. Not saying that's what I want, but I've, you know, it's interesting. And no if, one mentions that name. If Christian wants to talk. Cash? I've heard he doesn't want to coach, but yeah, he does. He doesn't want to coach. Yeah. If, if Christian wants to bring it up with goalie coaches, I know that there's, I can't remember his name. There's one in Finland who I I've heard is phenomenal. Who would, I would, I'd be more than happy to have him. All right. We're moving on. Buy or sell trade the pick. A lot of talk about us being at number three and needing Bedard or Fantilli. You got to imagine, uh, Chicago's not moving out of that, even though, I, I mean, it would be an astronomical pa- package that would be used, but it may not take that much convincing with all the prospects to move up to number two. So Sarah, we'll go first with you. Buy or sell Columbus must trade up in the draft at all cost. I'm going to go with buy on this. Uh, why not? I say the uh, trade with Anaheim, get the number two pick and go with Fan Tilly. Um, Even if that means losing Ken Johnson? I'm okay with... uh, It's at all cost. Putting you under the gun. Yeah. I guess, uh, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm sticking with it. I I say say definitely by all cost. Um, I I think I want Fantilli to, yeah, be honest. All right, Dave, yeah, your choice. Buy or sell. Keyword key here is going to be all costs. See, when I hear all costs, I think that you're talking, we're you know trading Johnny. We're not doing that. Not at all costs. So I'm going to go sell for that reason. However, I do think we need to try and make a trade with Anaheim. Um, I think you know Anaheim, they're so deep at the center position as it is. They need wingers. Um, you know, we could give a, I'd be more than happy to give up a guy like, you know, Benstrom, Foudy, Olivier, or, um, <clears throat> um, 
Chinikov, th throw one of them, one of those guys in with the number three pick. Try and get number two, pull Fantilli in, and you know, I think that'd be, I think that's the way to go. At, so, I think we definitely need to make a trade, but at all costs is where you, where you lose me because, um, I think the highest I would go would be. I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me on here. I'd be happy to give up number three along with uh, with Patty. Oof, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. All right, Jason. Absolutely, positively, no. Hell no. Okay, Will Carlson could probably be the number one pick in most drafts. Everybody knows this. It is what it is, right? Yes, David's right. Anaheim, they don't need centers. They got four or five of them now, right? But Leo Carlson has played the wing all season long pretty much in Sweden. So, no, because if there's a chance that they like Leo Carlson, okay, then you just you, you go for it, right? You just let them have it. Maybe they do take, maybe they do value Carlson because he can play the wing. And if something happens, he can be moved to center. But Fantilli's not doing that. So, my opinion, stay firm at three. If they take Fantilli, we ride with Carlson because he, again, he can play wing, he can play center, but no. Let Anaheim make their decision and then we'll go from there, but absolutely not. Stay, stay at three. All right, Christian. Yeah, full, full agreement with Jason. Uh, hard sell. Uh, I, definitely since, since Anaheim is such a, 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 they're so strong at center. Uh, just imagine seeing something like a Leo Carlson up there with a Zegris uh, in the future. Uh, and, and, and say Fantilli does flip the third absolutely be grab him and if Fantilli's not available uh, Leo Carlson's big enough uh he's strong enough he's playing in a men's league uh he, he'll be a good fit for us either way all right moving on to the next topic we will go uh Dave you first buy or sell Leo Carlson has to be number three over Will Smith a lot of people talking about Will Smith sneaking in I'll be honest with you for me uh, until about a week ago, I didn't even know who Will Smith was. And then you've got all these reporters. I don't know if this is just clickbait, uh, trying to, you know, have something else to talk about other than the top two. And then three, especially with Columbus, possibly before the the draft lottery, everyone knew we could slide back to four. So maybe this was something that was just used for clickbait at the time. Uh, but do you believe that Carlson has to be number three over Smith or does Smith, Smith get in there? No, I think it's Carlson all day. Um, you know, the numbers that Smith put up are insane. Um, you know, this past year on the, the U18 team, he had, you know, 127 points in 60 games, which is, I mean, that's on track with what Fantilli was doing this year. Um, however, I think the upside with Carlson is just, it, it's it's just much better. He's a lot more of a flexible player. He's able to be be a wing, be a center. Um, he's also got a little bit of a size advantage over uh, Smith, which is going to help him out as well in the league. Um, and and like like Christian said, you know, right now he plays in a in a man in a men's league. You know, this over there Sweden is it's a tough place to play. Um, some of the the American teams are definitely um, they're tough. The Triple A's and and the, that he's played in and the national teams he's played in, but it's it's hard to compare that with with what's going on over there. All right, Sarah, your thoughts on this. Buy or sell, Leo Carlson has to be number three. I definitely buy on that. Everything that Dave said, um, just one thing to add, the way that uh, how injury-prone the Blue Jackets are, it's definitely beneficial to have Carlson who can you know, play center or wing. So if 
someone on the team gets hurt, then you can always shift Carlson um, to where he needs to be. I also think size advantage. I don't know. It, how much does he weigh? Does, do we know? Who? Uh, Carlson? Carlson. Yeah. 195. 195. Yeah, he's going to be the bigger guy for sure. Mm-hmm. He's definitely bigger. So Got About 25 pounds on him. Which I think, which I think you know, I think we, we need that as well. So 100% go for him over Smith. All right, Jason. Buy or sell Leo Carlson has to be three over Smith. Well, Leo Carlson absolutely has to be over Smith. And I actually like Will Smith. I mean, the problem is, is again, people keep bringing it up. I mean, he's playing against 16 and 17-year-olds. Um, you know, Carlson's over there playing against grown men. So, uh, you know, Smith has the higher offensive ceiling. He is a better skater. Uh, but, like we said, Carlson, taller, stronger. Uh, definitely a two-way player, wing, center, all that fun stuff. Um, but, he, you know, he is pretty smart in the D zone too. So uh, watching his game today on, um, you know, in the um, world championships, I mean, he was, he was very, very noticeable. I mean, he's one of the biggest guys on the ice too. So um, he definitely got a lot of eyeballs today. So absolutely, um, you know, Smith could pop off. I mean, he goes to uh, San Jose and he may, you know, destroy the ducks for the next 15, 20 years. Uh, but got to roll with Carlson on this one. Gotcha. Now, Christian, yeah, so uh, obviously that's a big buy. Uh, Carlson is the better player. Uh, I think he fits more of what the Blue Jackets need. But I swear to God, if, if come draft day, Yarmo walks up to that podium and says, we'd select Will Smith. And if Will Smith doesn't smack Yarmo across the face, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Yarmo better keep Will Smith's name out of his mouth. Stop. <laughs> 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 One, oh my god! <laughs> all right, all right. I think Christian broke the pan- Christian, Christian's been I'm dying so... all day, and everyone else is just disappointed they didn't think about it. I'm all right, so mad. I didn't moving think on about to the it. final buy or sell. This is it. So buy or sell, Jason. We're going to start with you. Buy or sell. All teams should avoid Metve Mitchkov. I apologize if I'm not saying his name correctly, but buy or sell. All teams should avoid him due to the KHL contract issues and kind of maybe being stuck over in Russia. Um. No, I'll sell it. I don't. I don't think every team should avoid. Um, I. I mean, with all the the stuff that's going on with him, I, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it's going to be at least till twenty twenty six when his contract is up. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there with the rumors about his dad being essentially murdered because of him trying to get his son out of Russia. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think teams should avoid him. Uh, now, if he starts dropping like a rock, he's going to be an absolute steal to somebody and. Jackets do have that 21-22 pick, so who knows? Maybe if he falls that far, we, we can nab him then because, you know, but it's going to be two, three, four years before we see him anyway. Um, you know, kind, it's the same kind of issue with Will Smith. I mean, he's going to college, so we're not, we're not going to see him anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I don't think teams should avoid him at all, but I think the top – I don't think top 10 teams should probably draft him, though. All right, Sarah, buy or sell all teams should avoid – drafting Mitchkoff due to his KHL issues. Um uh, I'll buy I'll buy that one. To be honest, I don't really care what the other teams do. I just care what the Blue Jackets do. Um and I definitely think the Blue Jackets should avoid him at all costs. Just I wouldn't get wrapped up in that. And also, he's there till 2026, is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. uh I'll pass on him. 
All right, Dave, buy or sell? Yeah, it's that one's a tough one for sure. Um, you know, he's listed anywhere from three to four in all the different draft rankings. Um, like Jason said, you know, if he starts to drop like a rock, we do have that 23rd pick from L.A. Uh, that we could possibly pick him with if they're, you know, if he does start falling. I wouldn't be upset if we got him there. Um, you know, an extra three years is almost, I don't want to say standard, but a lot of the guys are doing that now or they're taking a couple of years and either going to college or playing, you know, their, their national teams. Um, but the, the benefit with that is that it's, it's going to give him time to figure out what to do, figure out how to get back, get over here. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've heard with him is just rumors. And I mean, you got to take them kind of with a grain of salt. You don't know whether or not, they're true or not what happened nobody really knows um it is you know a tragedy what happened with his dad um and you know if it is true then that's kind of a scary thing and a team might not want to be a part of it but at the same time you know it's a business you got to figure out what you want to do absolutely so, christian yeah buy or sell um, i'm gonna sell uh, only because of the word all teams um obviously it's it's a tough situation. Uh, if he falls far enough, uh, it's going to be an absolute steal for some team. And let's all be honest here. If he was from any other nationality except Russian, uh, he'd probably be the 1B in this draft. Um, if he does drop down to that 21st, 22nd overall, uh, absolutely. Uh, someone's going to take him. They're gonna, it's going to be an absolute steal. If he works out, fantastic. If he doesn't, no harm, no foul. Uh, you got the best player possible. Um, who would be uh, number one in any other possible draft if he wasn't rushing. All right, guys. So that's the end of buy or sell. And that brings us to our elimination round. So unfortunately, we've got to say goodbye to two of our contestants. So uh, looks like Sarah and Dave are going to be leaving us. But that doesn't mean they're gone forever. We will do the show again and they will be back. And I think as they start to do a few of these episodes and get them under their belt, they'll know kind of what we're looking for here and uh, be able to come a little bit more prepared. Apparently Christian has an entire teleprompter over there of just stats <laughs> yeah, and information. He's got, he's got ESP and stat guy with, hiding in the I closet or something. So Sarah, I didn't realize I was competing with Dave, Gucci over here. we're, we're going to say goodbye to you guys and we'll bring you back here at the end. Go ice cats. All right. So that brings us Jason and Christian. Are you guys nervous? I am. He, he, he came. He, he, Christian's out for blood. <laughs> so this brings us to the showdown. So the way it's going to work, we'll have a topic. Each one of you will debate it and we will score a winner for that round. First one to two points wins and you are the champion of around the fifth line. Are you guys ready? Christian, you were the winner at the end of the first uh, round of competition. So you're going to go first here. So we're going to start with Yarmo. Yarmo Kekalainen. Is this the last chance for Yarmo Kekalainen? Yes, of course. He, he said so himself uh, during the press conference uh, talking about Brad Larson's uh, release of contract. He, he said, you know, general managers don't last that long and go through that many coaches uh, before the eyes start to be set on him. Um, again, take it from the horse's mouth. He knows he needs to make a big splash. A um, little bit of a hot take. If he doesn't have 
a team with a winning record come Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, he's gone. Jason. Um, yeah, I mean, Yama has two, two years left on his contract, right? This coaching hire has to hit no matter who it is. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, a high-profile coach like we talked about. But it has to work, period. Uh, whether it be, you know, the college coach or pro coach or, or it has to work. And I, like Christian said, I mean, he, he knows it, right? Um, I'm sure JD is going to be breathing down his back and Mike Priest and all those guys in the front office are going to be breathing down his back. So this has to work, period. And, and I think I give him a little longer than maybe Christmas. I'll say, you know, maybe, um, you know, right around the halfway point, maybe Christmas, or I'm um, sorry, maybe, uh, you know, New Year's. But yeah, if something's not, if it's not going right, they're going to, they're going to clean house and we're going to be stuck at the bottom. All right. So both of you kind of agree on the same thing. I'm going to give the point to Christian. So round one goes to Christian. He had a few more kind of hits right there. And then Jason just kind of piggybacked off it. So we go to round two, CBJ Twitter. Now I know as this was kind of going across the scroll across the bottom, a lot of you guys thought, oh, maybe we're going to call out the Columbus Twitterverse because it can get uh, a little crazy up there. But being from Dallas... And I can't get Stinger to follow my personal account, but Victor E. Green does, even though I'm a diehard Columbus fan and Victor follows me. I do have partial tickets, partial season tickets at the Dallas Stars. We all know with their rubber ducky competition and everything that they did last year, but their banter back and forth and now adding C. Bowie from Seattle, I think is just some of the best hockey banter you can find on Twitter and good fun. So we're going to debate this and let you guys settle this once and for all. Jason, you're going to go first. Who is funnier, Stinger or Victor E. Green? It's not even close. It's Victor E. Green. I mean, I love Stinger, don't get me wrong, but Victor is, is come on. I mean, he, he, he doesn't care who you are on Twitter. He will go after you. Um, he doesn't care about who you are in the stands. He's going to go after you and, and, and dump corn in your hair or whatever. Um, I think Stinger goes back to more of our super fan-friendly arena environment. I think we need something more aggressive slash, you know, funny slash whatever, but... Uh, yeah, Victor. Yeah, he's when he came and when he came to Nationwide Arena. I, that's honestly who I was looking for. Let's be honest. So, uh, yeah, Victory Green by a large percentage. All right, Christian. You guys know that Sarah's just like killing herself that she didn't make this this topic. She was probably dying to talk about this. So, Christian, give us your well, your take on this. Who's funnier, Stinger or Victor E. Green? I'll I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I, I don't even think about Victory Green. He doesn't even cross into my mind at all. Uh, Finger, we all know, he's an absolute walking meme. Uh, he, he is just in my head. When I go to Blue Jackets games, it's not the same if I don't see him there. Uh, as, as an exterminator, uh, I find it hilarious <laughs> that people are hugging and getting cuddly with this little stinging bastard. Um, he's fantastic, man. We, we all love Stinger. That, why, he's been here for so long, and there's a reason why. Listen, I, I, do, I do like your take, but the fact that you're on Twitter and you try to claim that you don't even know who Victor is is, is just sad. So Jason ties it up there. We're going one-to-one. -one. That brings us to our final topic. Nick Foligno, obviously huge, huge fan favorite in Columbus. Uh, had the one year at Toronto, didn't make the playoffs. I know a lot of us in Columbus we're not the biggest Boston Bruin fans, but we would have all been happy to see Felino lift the cup. And of course, uh, Bobrovsky goes 2-0 and against uh, best teams in the NHL and eliminates uh, Boston. So there goes that dream. 
Felino's a free agent. He could retire. He could play a couple more years. So the question is, we'll start with you, Jason. Should Felino come back and play for Columbus? Um, should he come back? Yes, that would, that would be amazing. Uh, I love Nick Foligno. I When we traded for him, I actually was one of the few people that predicted he would be the captain, him or Dubinsky. Um, so should he come back? Yes. Will he come back? No, I think he's, I think the last, the next time he's in Columbus, he'll be signing a one, one day contract or whatever and sign, you know, and retiring as a, as a blue jacket. I don't see him. Um, I don't see him catching on after this year. So um, I, I, it would be, it would be sweet. Let's, let's, you know, I'll be honest, but he's, I don't think he should come back. I think he should kind of hang it up unless he feels like he's got more in the tank. But um, like I said, should he come back? No. Would I accept it? Okay, that's fine. But I, we honestly, this team doesn't. We're not in that position to to have Felino come back, unfortunately. All right, Christian, Nick Felino, should he come back and play for Columbus? So I'm a bit of an old school hockey guy. Uh, obviously, you need your veteran players, and for the you know for another year in a row, we're going to be the youngest team in the league, or at least you know top three youngest team. Uh, I have no issue with him coming back. Teach some of these young players uh, how to play the game. Uh, someone like a Fantilli or a Carlson. Let them be more of that power forward kind of guy. Uh, just the thing, the thing that really gets me, he was making $3.8 million AAV last year. And it, it's all about that salary. Team-friendly deal, maybe? Fine. Uh, if he's looking for like one mil plus, absolutely not. Um, but yes, we could, we could definitely use him. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Stat, know-it-all himself. Christian, you're going to get the point. So that makes you the winner. We'll say goodbye to Jason for just a moment. So this is you. It is now your moment, Christian. This is your rant. You win this on around the fifth line. You've got a minute to say anything that you would like to say. So my biggest pet peeve in the entire world, bicyclists. If I'm in a residential neighborhood and I see a bicyclist, you better be hugging that curb as hard as you can. Share the road. I get it. I really get it. I do. If I see another person wearing spandex cruising down in the middle of the damn lane, you are rich enough to own a Peloton. Oh, I want to get outside and get some air. Put that Peloton in the backyard. Get some sunlight. Just, I don't need you in my way. Some of us work for a living. I am absolutely sick and tired of it. Oh, you want to go biking with some of your friends? Three, four, five of you? Get the hell out of here. That's all I got to say about them. All right. So we bring everybody back to say goodbye. Christian with quite the rant there. I feel bad for anyone that jumps on a, uh, on a bike tomorrow. They're probably just going to be looking for you, but thank you guys so much. I'm going to give you guys each a chance to kind of sign off, promote anything you would like to. Again, for those of you who watch this on YouTube, please follow us, like subscribe, all that. If you'd like to join the show or be one of the contestants in the future, we would love to have you. We will start a routine. If we get more people where champion always gets to stay. So right now, Christian becomes our first champion. He's got the belt right now. So someone's got to come take it and we will be back in a month to see if someone on the panel is able to take it from him, but I'm going to kick it over to you, Sarah. You can say goodbye and uh, let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, uh, just, I want to thank you for being the host as well. This was an absolute blast. Had such a fun time. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sarah or underscores Kent. So go ahead and follow me on Twitter. All right, Jason. Uh, I am uh, at full, 
actually, first of all, because I'm kind of, yeah. Anyway, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Um, you know, Christian, Sarah, Dave, thanks. Thank you guys for coming on. Um, but I am at fire the cannon at F one R E the cannon. And, uh, you can also check out six, one, four and beyond, uh, on where are we on Google, Apple, all that fun stuff. Yep. Everything. So go check, go check us out. Um, yeah, there we go. That's it. That's all I got. All right, Dave. Yeah. Uh, follow me on, uh, Twitter at the scoreboard guy, S C R B R D. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, tend to post some pretty cool uh behind the scenes stuff working for uh some different different sporting sport teams and stuff like that also uh just wanted to promote real quick if you don't mind the first annual uh union blue baller golf party gonna be going on july 1st at the safari golf club up in dublin across the street from the zoo um if you are interested in playing in that getting a group together uh 18 holes of golf with a cart dinner burgers and brats following the round Gonna have a bunch of fun. Gonna be a bunch of Blue Jackets fans. Hit me up on Twitter at the Scoreboard Guy, not whatever you said. At the, I can't remember the Screwed what you said Beard Guy. The screwed Beard Guy. Even though I know my beard isn't great, I'm sorry. We can't all be Christian, but uh, yeah, follow me and uh, yeah, man. Thanks for Dave. Thanks is for there doing a link this. that we can throw in the fun. in the description for them? Um, it's it's all on my Twitter. I'll get it to you. Yeah, you send it to me, well, guys. We'll put a link in the description for those that want Absolutely. to check out this golf tournament. And uh, Christian. It's been fun. I never win anything, so I'll take this one. Uh, Twitter, DJ Watkins, nineteen ninety-five. Um, I don't do much else. That's it. You know, I'm gonna be honest. It was really hard to give you that final point when you started off with, "I'm kind of an old school hockey guy." Yeah. <laughs> when you're born in ninety-five. All right, right guys. Right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I'm really excited that you guys joined and that we had this time to do this show. I can't wait to come back in a month and do it again. I hope all of you enjoy it. Let us know uh, some topics over the next month that you guys would like. Uh, I, I made these all up right now, but we can kind of go with what's current. And for those on Twitter, if you want to shoot us out some topics or something that you guys think that the panel should discuss, let us know. And like I said, if you want to uh, join and be a panelist as well, you can reach out to me at James the Third or at Around the Fifth Line. On Twitter, you can also find me. I'm a big video gamer, have a gaming podcast. So Two Dudes the Game is kind of my main go-to. So you can find us on YouTube and all audio platforms anywhere. That being said, guys, thank you so much. This has been Around the Fifth Line. We'll see you guys next time.